Howdy y'all, and welcome to the Linton Daily Grind with your hosts John Spencer and Carla Cocker. Get ready to brew your brain and sharpen your wit as we'll give you a rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, and then toss out a few random musings just to get your brain gears turning this morning. Plus, I'll offer up some thoughts to ponder on your walk with Jesus. So grab a mug of your favorite brew and let's get this show on the road. Carla, good morning. It's Thursday, February 22nd. Whoa, happy Thursday, everyone. It is Thursday. On Thursday, February 2nd in 1651, the St. Peter's flood occurred. There was a huge storm surge and it flooded the Frisian River, which is in Germany and the Netherlands. Yes. And it drowned over 15,000 people. Goodness. So we take, we, we take for granted all the weather warnings we have. Think about it. Back right. in the day, people had no, oh, there's a storm coming. They're just going about their stuff. And all of a sudden, whoop, wall of water, right. flood, surge, floods, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And just you got caught off guard. So Wow. That's true. And on this date in 1856, the United States Republican Party opened its first national convention in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 1856. Okay, that was a lot going on then. And on this date in 1878, in Utica, New York, Frank Woolworth opened the first five-and-dime Woolworth store. Rosa Parks and E.D. Nixon. Oh my goodness. Well, way to make a difference, guys. About the yes. Way to, I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. And on this date, February 22nd, 1980, in Lake Placid, New York, during the Winter Olympics, those were the ones you were thinking about <laughs> last week. Yes. The miracle on ice occurred. Oh. The United States hockey team defeated the Soviet (laughs) Union hockey team four to three. Right. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. No. Yes, man. Oh, Oh I could watch that movie again. It's it's probably going to happen. Spoil the ending if you haven't seen it. (laughs) Good sweet potatoes. It is also George Washington's real birthday. Oh, happy birthday, George Washington. We all, we just celebrated it Monday, but his Actual birthday is the 22nd. It's National Margarita Day. Okay. That frozen concoction that helps me hold on. So, (laughs) (laughs) not really. That was just quoting Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) Let's all pause a moment and mourn his passing. Yep. It is also National Wildlife Day. Okay. And it's Recreational Sports and Fitness Day. Okay probably should be more than one day a year you're probably yeah. really not doing stuff I'll um, give this, one, today, <laughs> this one too it's walk the dog day oh okay yeah but yeah. you should do that more than one day a year that's true right unless you and you decide to walk it to miami and back so that you just <laughs> walked it all at once and then you're done with it yeah i never have to walk it again one great walk <sighs> And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. The Blues Brothers car, the Bluesmobile, 
is in actuality a 1974 Dodge Monaco. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, that's trivia. During Martha Stewart's incarceration at Alderson Federal Prison Camp. Yes. Her prison nickname was M. Diddy. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. The Commodore 64. Yes. Is the best-selling computer in history. What? I know. You would go, how's that possible? But when you think about it, when it came out, it had sole possession of the market share. I mean, what you bought a Commodore or what else? Nothing. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Market dominance. Okay. Yeah. That. And super affordable. Yeah. Commodore 64. There you go, guys. Pizza Uno in 1943 created the first deep dish pizza. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Hats off to people who make the world a better place. Right. <laughs> Earth, planet Earth, has about 760 thunderstorms every hour. Oh, I love a thunderstorm. As long as I'm mm -hmm. not driving. Yeah. That's a lot. On the road when it starts hailing. Yes. <laughs> and on this date in 1895, the Chicago Times Herald held its... Chicago Times Herald race, the first automobile race in the United States. There were a total of six cars in that race, only two finished. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. I guess so. Oh yeah. my goodness. I went to recall something, Carla, from my memory bank, but it had collected, I guess, a significant amount of interest, and now I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> Compounded, yes. Yes. Oh my. The official definition of one second is based on a quantum mechanical phenomenon. It is the duration of 9,192,631,770 oscillations of cesium-133 atoms outermost electron. Oh, that gave me a headache. Okay. I didn't know that. So <laughs> that is that is yeah those, that different <laughs> that is but think about nine billion oscillations oh, equal a, oh. one second yeah that's yeah Spanish Carla is the third most spoken language on planet Earth hmm behind sharpen your wit go find out what one and two are there okay good idea. Will do. This would be a good thing to demonstrate an exponential increase. 10% of all photos ever taken in the history of the world were taken in the last 12 months. Whoa. What? Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Think back to when we took the first photograph, 10% of everyone that's been taken over those wow. yeah, in the last 12 months. Because we have, everybody has a camera now. Yes, don't they? Yep. Okay. Wow. And now it's that time on the daily grind to enrich your faith. So today we're going to look at the story of how Jesus healed a paralyzed man in Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Now this passage, pretty familiar, 
But I think it shows us some different aspects of Christ's ministry and mission that can help us grow maybe in our faith and understanding. The Gospel of Mark tells us that when Jesus came back to Capernaum, a huge crowd gathered around him in a house, and some friends brought a paralyzed man to Jesus, hoping that he would heal him. But when they couldn't get through the crowd, they cut a hole in the roof and lowered the man on a mat right in front of Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, he told the paralyzed man, your sins, my son, are forgiven. Now, some legal experts who were there thought that Jesus was way out of line as only God could forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking, and so he asked them, which is easier to say to the paralyzed man? Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? But to show his authority, Jesus then said to the man, get up, take your mat, and go home. And he did, leaving everyone amazed. As we think about this story, let's consider a few key points. Now, first of all, to appreciate this miracle, I think we need to understand the culture of Jesus' time. Paralysis was often seen as a result of sin, either by the person or their family. And so people with disabilities were pushed to the margins and looked down on by society. By healing the paralyzed man, Jesus not only showed compassion and power, but he also challenged the common views on sin and suffering. He showed that God's grace is for everyone, no matter their situation. And in this story, Jesus first forgives the man's sins before healing his paralysis. And that order is important because it shows the importance of having this man's spiritual condition taken care of and being more important than his physical healing. Jesus knew that the man needed more than just to have his body start working. He needed a new relationship with God. And by forgiving his sins, Jesus dealt with the root of his problems and gave him a new identity as a child of God. His physical healing was a sign of the invisible grace that he received by faith. The legal experts who saw this miracle were not impressed, but rather offended by Jesus' claim to forgive sins. They accused him of blasphemy, and they believed that only God had the right to and power to do so. And Jesus answered their opposition by performing a physical miracle, proving his authority to forgive sins. He also exposed their hypocrisy and their hard hearts, showing their refusal to accept his divine identity and mission. Now, this whole episode reminds us that following Jesus may face resistance and hostility, but also that his authority is above any human or spiritual opposition. The people who saw this miracle were amazed, and they had the only appropriate response. They praised God. They realized that something extraordinary had happened and that God was working through Jesus. They also saw the joy and gratitude of the healed man who left praising God. So as we go through Lent, we're invited to think about our role as witnesses to Christ's power. How can we share our stories of how he has changed our lives? And how can we praise God for his grace and his mercy? I think this story invites us to reflect on our own need for healing, whether physical, emotional, or spiritual. And like the paralyzed man who was brought to Jesus by his friends, we too come to him with faith and humility, trusting that he can and will heal us, and that we can also depend on the support and prayers of our friends. 
who can help us overcome obstacles and get closer to Jesus. And as we seek healing, let's remember that he cares for our whole being and that he offers us forgiveness and restoration as his beloved children. And that sometimes what I think is my greatest need is not. But Jesus is always going to know where my most significant need is. That's what he'll address. So as you meditate on this passage, I hope that it will stir you up to trust Jesus' authority, receive his forgiveness, and witness his healing power in our lives. Lord, thanks for what this story teaches us about your ministry and mission. Help us to trust you, receive your forgiveness, and to witness your healing in our lives. So go out today in the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus. Hey, if you like what we're doing on the podcast, please do the podcast stuff. I know I ask all the time, but still, take a minute and please rate and review the podcast. It helps it find its way to the top on some searches. Also, share it with your friends. And join us tomorrow on a new episode of The Daily Grind.